It's the WGU Alumni Podcast, the podcast all about night owls and their noteworthy accomplishments. Join us as we feature our alumni and share ways to help you stay engaged. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the WGU Alumni Podcast. We are thrilled that you're tuning in today. We've got a special episode. We've got a graduate that we're going to highlight. We've also got a very important guest from our College of IT here at WGU. My name is Jeff Burton uh, with the alumni team, and I am thrilled to introduce Paul Bingham, who's the Vice President and Dean in the College of Information Technology. Hello, Paul. Welcome. Hey, Jeff. Thanks. Really glad to be here with you today. Well, thank you for your time. We've got uh, some important things to talk about, and I'm uh, you've got a super intriguing background, and I'm excited to learn a little bit more about you and about some of the things that you're working on. Glad to answer any questions you have. Well, great. Well, I, I need to do a, a proper introduction, Paul. So I have a, a brief bio, although your bio could probably be pages long, is pages long. Uh, but just briefly, just so people understand who you are and kind of your background, as I mentioned, Vice President Dean with the College of IT, you've been here at WGU for three years. For those tuning in, Paul has enjoyed a 24-year career as an FBI agent with his field assignments taking him to Texas, Puerto Rico, and Utah. He's also worked in Argentina, Afghanistan, Panama, Romania, and he led operations in Argentina, Uruguay, and Paraguay. Paul is married with four kids, two grandkids, and he enjoys mountain biking, running, and being active outdoors. So, Paul, what, what did I miss? I think that's a that's a pretty extensive background, but, man, you've got stories to tell, I'm sure. There are a lot of stories, and most of them are true. Just kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I have to say I had a storybook career. It was uh, being an FBI agent was something I wanted to do ever since I was probably sixth grade was the first time I ever articulated it. What do you know? It, it came to happen. I had a lot of great adventures. What most motivated me in that time with the FBI was feeling a sense of nobility in the mission, a sense of protecting our country and the national security of our country defending those who are defenseless sometimes and finding justice for those who are victims. And I would just add to that, that that is a large part of what attracted me to WGU was that same nobility in the mission of WGU and our desire to increase access to education for everybody. Wow. Well, what what a great background. And I know, Paul, our team has worked with you. And anytime we're we're connecting with you or working with you and your team on various projects. It's always a great time. You guys do an amazing job. Part of the reason why we wanted to introduce you here and have you on the podcast, because we understand you've got some exciting things that you're working on. And specifically, understand that you are leading a series, I believe it's called the Cybersecurity Series by WGU. And you have your first episode that uh, just went live recently. So tell us a little bit about this Cybersecurity Series. WGU has a fantastic broadcast, very professional, high-quality broadcast studio team. And about six months ago, we sat down together and said, what, what's something cool that we can do? And uh, thanks to their energy and enthusiasm and support of our team, we came up with this cybersecurity series. And in essence, it's a talk show format where I interview important and interesting people in the cybersecurity profession talk about what they do, what their company does. We then have also a pre-recorded learning segment in there. It's kind of along the lines of, uh, I think Bill Nye is probably stretching it, but that kind of fast-paced, energetic, interesting, animated learning so that 
Even somebody who doesn't know anything about cybersecurity will walk away having learned something about cybersecurity. And then we come back to our guest and we talk about what's happening now based on whatever the particular theme of the episode is. So our first episode was Risky Business, which was examining the relationship between threats and vulnerabilities and how those working together equate to what a company or a network or you at home, our overall risk is for okay. um, you know cyber attacks or cyber compromise. And then the last segment in, in each episode is a little bit of career advice from our guest. We have a lot of people who are either in IT or cybersecurity looking to advance their careers. Some of them in our first episode with Chris Abbey, who I think we'll, we'll talk about in a minute, was in the military. And I know we have some folks in the military looking to transition out. And finally, we have some folks who are working either in some other industry or not in IT at all, and they're interested in a cybersecurity career. So that's kind of what we're doing in a nutshell within each episode. Well, that's great. And I wanted to ask, you know, for me, I have a business background in public relations. Is this something that would interest me or others that might be tuning in today that do not find themselves currently in cybersecurity? Yeah, our hope is that this is equally interesting to industry professionals, to people looking to get their foot in the door, and to people who know, know nothing about it, but may mm -hmm. have been attracted either by the title or the subject matter, or some really catchy promos that the studio presented. I will say that in each episode, while we hope to pass along some tips or some reminders for even those who are experts in cybersecurity, we also feel a sense of duty, kind of like a public good so that anybody who tunes in will find something relative to their own activities on the internet that makes them just incrementally more secure. And if you add up all of those increments across thousands of people, it really makes our whole nation and our whole digital infrastructure more secure. Absolutely. Very important stuff that you and Chris and your other guests are going to be covering. And so, uh, Paul, if people are interested in, in, in tuning in, where can they go to watch, to learn, to participate? Sure. The episodes are going to be broadcast or, or have been and will be broadcast via LinkedIn Live. In general, on LinkedIn, searching for WGU for the first episode, WGU Risky Business or WGU Cybersecurity Series should get you there. Okay. We should also be housing episodes after the fact on uh, WGU's YouTube channel. Okay, so search it up on LinkedIn, YouTube. We'll also put a link in the show notes. So uh, if you came to us via Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can go to wgu.edu slash podcast, and you'll be able to click on this episode with Paul and get more of the information. And just in the couple minutes that we have uh, remaining here today, Paul, I'm excited to tee up our next guest, and that is Chris Abbey, who, as you just mentioned, who appeared on uh, the first episode Chris was a former guest on this podcast, I think episode four. He and his wife, Gina, are as about as good as they come. We absolutely love working with the Abbeys. They're just such great people and such great ambassadors uh, for the university. But how did you connect with Chris? And, and tell me a little bit about your relationship with him. Chris, as you say, has been a great ambassador for WGU. His cybersecurity resume is deep and long starting in the military and then through his transition out of the military, he has over 20 years of experience in the cybersecurity industry and has done a little bit of everything, working in government, working in private industry, working in consulting. 
Chris was also a featured speaker in our Student Cyber Cybersecurity Club, which has over 4,000 members, by the way. Wow. And um, just a great ambassador for WGU. I uh, connected with him and was impressed by his background, impressed by the current company he works for, and excited to see where he's headed, and was just happy to have him be willing to share some of his insights on cybersecurity with us on our show. Excellent. Well, great stuff. And Paul, thanks for joining the podcast and uh, appreciate your time. And we're going to go to that interview with Chris Abbey next. So Paul, we will definitely find you uh, on LinkedIn or YouTube and we'll check out the series. Sounds great. Hope to talk to you again sometime. All right. Thank you, Paul. I am super excited to be here with Chris Abbey. Chris, good to see you again, man. It's good to see you too. Yeah. First time in, in, in the flesh. Well, first time in the flesh. Yes, yeah. we've worked together closely over the past three years. Three years, I want to say. And so it's it's so good to finally meet you in person. Yeah. Um, and this is great. So for those that are uh, tuning in and are just meeting Chris for the first time, let me give you a little bit of background. I think, Chris, you and your lovely wife, Gina, were on episode four. Um, so go listen to that one. But this is kind of a catch up. How are yeah. you doing? And then... We'll, we'll hear all the great uh, updates that you have. Chris is a product integration manager at Red Canary in Denver, Colorado. He's a two-time WGU graduate, earned a BS in network design management and an MS in information security and assurance, which has later become cybersecurity. Yeah. All the OG degrees that WGU offered. <laughs> right. Uh, as I mentioned, you're married to Gina Abbey, who is also a WGU graduate. Uh, both of you remain active in the Denver community I know that Gina is still serving with Bridge of Hope, and I know, Chris, that you stay active and, and do a lot to support that organization as well as others. So uh, what did I miss? I mean, that's a kind of a, a little bit of an update, right? Yeah. So we're um, with a pandemic kind of coming to a whatever it is now, not a close, but like a trailing off. I mean, we're, we're starting to do more live events. So, you know, being able to serve in, in my local government and being able to continue to build up really great community events with professional organizations like ISSA and ISACA that also operate in, in many of the cities and, and counties that you know, a lot of our listeners are participating in. Nice. But we're doing a big, giant security event. So um, it'll be really fun getting back into event management and, and digging into a lot of the challenges our local businesses are, are tackling. Absolutely. You've missed the event stuff, haven't you? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm not a, I'm an introvert by nature, but like being able to orchestrate like a large industry event is, is really fun and exciting. That's great. Well, you have to keep us posted on that. And, and more than anything, kind of to start out here today, because again, we haven't, uh, I mean, we've emailed and talked on various projects, you know, over the past couple of years, but since our interview, uh, our podcast interview, what, two years ago, I want to yeah. say, kind of as the pandemic was just beginning, yep. uh, if I recall, I just wanted to give you, a, I guess, a little bit of a space to just give us an update on what you're up to career-wise, what yeah. things look like, and maybe what's happened over the last couple of years since we last spoke. Yeah. So, I mean, taking on new roles at Red Canary, uh, product integration management is a, that quasi-weird title of uh, what does a product integration manager do? Well, a lot of the stuff I'm doing is really partnering with a lot of the endpoint detection response companies that you know Ray Canary serves and serves mm -hmm. on top of. You know, being able to kind of access different technologies, different types of customers, and solve different challenges has been really good. Uh, I was an incident handler, so directly interfacing with customers uh, and their security events. Now I get to do a little bit more broader strategic work in terms of you know what's next. So that's been really fun to, to dig into. Kids are doing great in school and good. and and flourishing as, as well planning summer vacations again, 
continuing to dig into cloud security stuff. And so it was really exciting to see WGU doing a lot of really great things in terms of the cloud administration degrees, the, the bachelor degree for cloud administrations, and, and continuing to serve on the, the cybersecurity board here at WGU as well. It's been that's, fun. That's awesome. Now tell us a little bit about Gina and, and give her our best when, when you get back home, but tell a little bit about her work and, and what she's been up to. Yeah. So Gina is uh, eventually becoming a development director. Uh, so she's awesome. really serving the greater Denver community, the homeless moms that are out there in, in there, kind of building up the pathways to being more self-sufficient. So women who are coming from poverty, uh, homelessness, and, and building them up so that they have you know, budding careers, houses, mortgages, and, and, and really kind of reconstructing their lives and stuff like that. So she's been doing a great work, a lot of really great galas that she's hosted over the past couple of years, some virtual, some hybrid. They're continuing to grow their mission. So it's, it's really cool to see her kind of evolve and grow as a, a development director. That's awesome. No, you, you guys are so great in your community and your careers, and it's, it's always great to catch up with you. You kind of mentioned this earlier, but I wanted to uh, have you elaborate a little bit on how you remain active with WGU. Yeah. Um, why are you in Salt Lake City here at our headquarters <laughs> in the first place? Tell, tell us what brought you here. Well, I, I know you talked to Paul. Yeah. And so you just previously. Uh, so, yeah, we, we just completed our recording or our live live broadcast of the cybersecurity series that Paul has kind of constructed and, and the, the great team over here in the studio. I've never seen a, a, such a well-run studio, and it, it was fun to be actually a be part job. of. Yeah, we've all been in front of that Zoom camera for the past two and a half years. So <laughs> They do a great job, and I'm going to cut you off here for a second, but you and Paul did a great job as well. So I know we talked to Paul, we're talking to you, you're yeah. going to explain a little bit from your perspective about the event, but people can go and, and watch this. And so look in the show notes, you'll be able to access that. Even though it was a live event, you can still go and, and watch it on LinkedIn. So again, I, I echo your words. I think the studio does a great job, but you and Paul did a fantastic job as well. Oh, so, I appreciate that. Okay, I'll back, back to you. Yeah, so we, we talked a little bit about just like kind of the industry as a whole. We shared career advice and stuff like that from my background, offered some advice for transitioning military members who may be going through a degree program or even considering a degree program through WGU. We talked about kind of some of the more budding attacks that are we're seeing in 2021, 2022 in terms of ransomware, supply chain type of attacks and vulnerabilities and threats that we've seen in the environment. It was a fun little, you know, it was a quick segment and stuff yeah. like that, but really just talking about some of the things that we're, we're monitoring as a company at Red Canary, we're monitoring as a community, as, as cybersecurity practitioners. And the, the segments that you guys have in those were, were incredible in terms of just like really professionally done. And I think really relevant to, you know, someone who's either considering a career or even someone who's tenured in their career in cybersecurity nice. It's a great video to show. Nice. Great. So I'm curious where you go to get your cybersecurity news. Hmm. I'm not a cybersecurity guy myself. So I'm just curious, like, is there like a daily website that you go to just kind of keep tabs on things? Or is it more just like a general news site? Yeah. So a lot of us, especially if you're a cybersecurity analyst listening, the deluge of information that you take in as an analyst is uh, pretty intense. And so mm -hmm. there's a lot of really great solutions. Feedly is a, a great RSS reader. If you're, okay. it's a, I, I forget right now what RSS stands for, but it's, it's a way to get news feeds and stuff like that into. Inno Reader is another one that if you're, if you're depending on the flavor of readers yeah. you like. Um, but that, yeah, try to as, as many news sources as I can. I particularly like focusing on local government K-12 just because that's where I came from. Gotcha. Um, so really just kind of seeing what impacts there are in that particular industry or vertical. But yeah, just trying to c consume as much as we can. You know, Twitter is always kind of a hesitant, you know, suggestion mm -hmm. just because of the nature of social media now. And yeah. 
But yeah, Twitter, I mean, there's, there's really great people to follow on Twitter in terms of cybersecurity, really positive people as well. Yeah. Try to surround yourself as much as positive people as you can. Well, and it is stating the obvious here, a very fast moving industry, right? And so that's part of why I asked the question, just because it, it changes yeah. on, on the daily, right? Hourly, really, with new attacks and with new threats and vulnerabilities and different things. And I know here at WGU as an employee, I mean, we get a lot of really good communication that helps us really keep a sharp eye out for things and to be, I don't want to say be suspicious, but you don't have to be suspicious anymore, right? Like you get an email and someone wants to send you money, you know, you want to accept the money, but you also have to say, hmm, okay, what's the catch or what, what is the motivation here? I think anyone working in education, like getting more money is, is is usually a a quality thing, but like also a very suspicious thing. Totally. No, I agree. I mean, this is a very general question, but I mean, looking at the industry as a whole, what do you see coming in the next, you know, year to two years? What what are things that you or other professionals are really keeping your eye on? I think a lot of it is the transition to cloud. I mean, as more and more organizations kind of balance out their their capital expenses, that that hard buying hard servers and parts and everything else, it's becoming more equitable to just go out to cloud. Yeah. Um, and so as more and more companies focus on that, like it kind of changes the landscape for us as, as practitioners. You know, it's no longer the bits and bytes on uh, hardware or servers and protecting physical assets. It's more, how do we manage our vendors? How do we integrate and, and manage all these third-party tools that all plug in? Because everything now is a service. Set up a subscription on your phone. You can get something to integrate your, your smart toaster with your smart refrigerator to, in your smart home. And so as we continue to kind of tackle those challenges of, you know, the wide scale move to cloud, you know, how do we manage areas we don't control? How do you reduce the risk? And then how do you build a more resilient organization? Oh, very good. Good, good insight. Well, Chris, as I stated, it's really good to meet you, I guess, again, officially (laughs) in person, but um, so great to catch up. I wanted to kind of ask one final question as we conclude the interview. I've heard a number of people as I've talked to with WG graduates who have uttered the phrase, it's never too late in their career and specifically with respect to going back to school. Uh, I don't want to ask your age, but you didn't graduate from WGU fresh out of high school, no. uh, a little bit later in life, although you're, you look good and you're quite a bit younger than me. So, yeah. But I, I'm just curious, like your, your advice to those that might be, I don't know, early 40s, um, you know, still kind of wondering about getting into, maybe they are in IT and maybe they want to explore into cybersecurity or maybe they want to do a complete career change. Maybe they're in business and they want to, again, kind of change courses a little bit. So with respect to it's never too late and kind of that mindset, what advice would you give to somebody professionally or educationally as they're exploring this question? Yeah, and I would add to that. There's something that my wife said, and she, she was in sales a long time and stuff like that, is, is there's never going to be a, a perfect time as well. And mm-hmm. so if you're on LinkedIn or anything else, you see these really great stories of people who have pivot, transitioned, moved careers and, and kind of the joy that brings them as well. I think, especially for if someone's considering maybe a cybersecurity program, a courseware or degree, folks with the outside of this IT, traditional IT experience is really needed in our, our industry. I mean, as we're tackling more and more challenging issues, more and more issues that require creativity, it's really great to have someone who you know may have come from a business sector or education, uh, marketing, sales, those types of things. So I say, like, if you know, it's never going to be the best time, and there's always going to be something that you can kind of point to as, as, a, as a reason why you shouldn't pursue it. 
But I mean, I enjoyed my career program. I enjoyed going through the program, having that courseware that's been tried and tested with tons of students across the nation. Mm-hmm. Anything, just expanding your knowledge, understanding this, what this field needs and, and requires. And I think you'll find it's fairly lucrative in terms of this still kind of that wild west of things that need to be explored and discovered and, and, and served. If anything, like don't delay, like start jumping in today because I think uh, as we continue on, this is going to be more and more of a complex, fun uh, industry to kind of be a part of. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you for the time today. And uh, if you've enjoyed this interview with Chris and with Paul and you want to actually go watch that uh, episode that we're referring to, uh, go to LinkedIn and search up WGU Cybersecurity Series. And I think you'll find it risky business, I think, is what you were talking about a little bit today. I think think that was the episode, the the title of the episode today. So, okay. well, thanks again. Appreciate the time and uh, go go check out more from Chris and Paul. Thank you for listening to the WGU Alumni Podcast. To learn more about WGU Alumni and Commencement, visit WGU.edu slash alumni. To learn more about anything you heard on the podcast today, visit wgu.edu slash podcast. This podcast was produced by the Alumni Relations Department. Special thanks to producer Bethany Tucker from the WGU Production Studios. And thank you to our alumni network, now more than a quarter million strong and growing.